What are the odds that you might get robbed? You ever thought about that question? I know it sounds crazy, but you know, there are people who apparently have too much time on their hands who've tried to figure this out. One resource I discovered stated that robbery happens on average 150 times per year per 100,000 people. Over a four-year period, that means there's a 1 in 167 chance that someone might rob you. I was one of those people once. Chris and I had just gotten married. We realized very quickly that we needed to do something to be active, right? We were putting on a little pound, so we wanted to do something about it, to be honest with you. And so I went out, I bought myself a mountain bike, because I'm not a big fan of running. My wife just runs all over the place, but that's not me. But I got a mountain bike, I began to ride that thing for a couple of weeks, enjoyed myself. We lived in an apartment, so I parked the bike right next to the door with a chain on it. Came out of the door one day, and out of nowhere, this is no joke, someone had stolen the front wheel off of the bicycle. So here I am now, I've got just the back wheel, it's still chained up. So, I was robbed. I didn't know what to do, so I just thought to myself, well, apparently they need it more than I do. So I just unhooked it and put it right out for somebody to take. Only took two days, (laughs) and it was completely gone. I'm Dr. Levi Skipper, Evangelism Catalyst for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and you're listening to No Sweat Evangelism, my podcast designed to help you make sharing your faith simple. Having a mountain bike stolen is one thing, But what if the church is robbed of owning the Great Commission? Of course, many churches and followers of Jesus know the Great Commission, but that really isn't the question. The question is, are we actually seeking to live it out? And today, I'm inviting you to begin listening in to a message delivered at Go Georgia this past year that deals specifically with this concept. I do want to start by telling you I've got some good news and some bad news. So my good news is before I came, I got some new shoes. Can I get a witness say amen? All right. So the bad news is I forgot to pack any socks. Y'all all right with them right there? So I don't mean to cause anybody to fall into temptation. But if you see the ankles, you just look away. All right. That's, that's my encouragement to you. And also today, I'm excited to be able to close this session out and looking forward to what God's going to really teach every single one of us. If you've got a Bible, First Peter is where we're going to find ourselves, First Peter chapter 2. And before I begin this message, I do want to tell you, if you don't like it, you can blame Thomas Hammond. He emailed this message to me and told me this is what I was to preach. So anyway, First Peter chapter 2, but excited to be able to open up God's Word. And hadn't you had an awesome time this weekend? I want you to let everybody know who've been leading this, just tremendous stuff going on this weekend. I've been encouraged. I actually uh, sat in the session that Anthony George taught when he uh, talked about inadequacy in preaching. And if there was anything that I needed at this moment, that was the class I needed. Uh, God used that in a tremendous way just to bring a sense of encouragement to my own heart and to realize every single time we have an opportunity to lead, whether it be through worship, whether it be in a small group, or whether it be behind a, a pulpit like this, that we are all inadequate. Amen? And whenever we realize our inadequacy, that's when we really drive ourselves to trust fully in the Spirit of God to use us. And that's what we want to do today. You know, Peter is writing this particular letter to followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who were undergoing unbelievable persecution. As a matter of fact, he printed this letter while he was in Rome during the reign of the evil leader whose name was Nero. Nero had a lust to build Rome, but he was landlocked. So what he did is he torched half of the city. Now, obviously, half of the city did not like the fact 
that their homes were torched and their businesses were as well. And so Nero came up with this idea that he would blame all of the Christians. And immediately, as you begin to look at 1 Peter, you will discover that Peter is writing to a group of individuals who now are on the run. They've been scattered all over the place into Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And in their scattered and their persecuted state, they needed encouragement to focus on living out the great commission of Jesus. And today I will contend that we live in a time frame when we need to be encouraged and we need to encourage others to live out the great commission as well. Matter of fact, we need to come back to focus on that as Georgia Baptist. I will tell you the church actually has the very best news on the planet. Would you say amen to that? We have the very best news on the planet. We possess the treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ. His death, his burial, and resurrection is payment for our sin. That's our message. And we've been called and we've also been commissioned to make sure that we are sharing this news with the world and we are to encourage others to do the exact same thing. This is the primary purpose for the existence of God's people on earth. I will say to you this afternoon that God is glorified through the consistent witness of his people on earth. And I would also say that there is a massive problem among Georgia Baptists. Are y'all listening now? A massive problem among Georgia Baptists. We, the church, have been robbed. And the question that we have to ask is what have we been robbed of Well, at some point in time, the enemy has snuck in, and he has stolen Great Commission ownership from the church. Here's what I would say to you. Georgia Baptist used to be the tip of the spear when it came to evangelism. But for whatever reason, throughout our history, we have walked away from being bold with the gospel. And we've begun to do exactly what Jesus warned us not to do, and that is we've begun to hide our light. Instead of allowing the light of the gospel to permeate through our lives, we've been robbed. Don't get me wrong, the church may have the Great Commission written on their walls. There may be some who've memorized the Great Commission, but that's not really the question. The question isn't whether the church can quote the Great Commission. The question is whether or not we are actually living it out. George Barna, in his book, Reviving Evangelism, uncovered a sad reality that shows most practicing Christians today don't support evangelism. And 47% of millennial Christians believe it is flat out wrong to evangelize. So I began to read this and I asked that simple question, what has happened to us? And I can only come down to the conclusion that we've been robbed and we've been robbed by the greatest thief that our minds could ever perceive and that is Satan. The enemy himself, he has snuck in to steal, kill, and destroy. And the enemy himself has convinced many Christians to relegate great commission responsibility to clergy or church staff. But there's no doubt that clergy are called to share Jesus with others. However, according to the New Testament, this calling is actually shared by every single follower of Jesus. The moment a person crosses over the line of faith, they become a missionary. The moment a person gives their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, they joined a missionary movement that has one single purpose, and that is to make Jesus known to the nations. That is our calling. 
But the enemy has stolen that ownership of the Great Commission from us. And really, instead of pointing at others, every believer needs to look in the mirror. We've got to be willing to ask a simple but profound question. Have I been robbed of Great Commission ownership? You see, Peter did not want the personal believers and those who were persecuted to be robbed of Great Commission ownership. So what's fascinating is how Peter brings their calling back to the forefront of their minds. In fact, from our key text this afternoon, we're going to ask a very simple question. How do we take back Great Commission ownership? How do we do it as a church? And also, how do we do it as Georgia Baptist? So with that in mind, I want us to look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. You got your Bible there, say amen. And uh, let me get you to stand in honor of God's word this afternoon. So the Bible says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy, beloved I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against the soul. Over the next three episodes, you're going to have an opportunity to hear more of this message. So I do want to invite you to be a part of continuing to listen in the days to come. In the meantime, let me invite you to check out 10evangelismmistakes.com. That's 10evangelismmistakes.com. There you'll find a few simple pointers to help you in sharing Jesus with others. This has been a production of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Special thanks to our studio producer, the infamous John Graham.